Happy anniversary, honey. Oh my God. I'm glad you remembered. Yeah, I know. First anniversary is paper. So I was going to say, isn't it paper? What are you? Oh, oh That's what do I get? That's the you got. Yeah, oh. A piece of paper. Oh, great. With notes written on it. Okay. Um, <laughs> we've been doing this for a year. Now, uh, it feels like five. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's what my wife says all the time. Yeah. And we've been married for 20 years. It feels yeah. like five. Now, the thing is, what's been really interesting is A, yep. we're still here. I know. Uh, I'm quite shocked. I mean, actually, what really shocks me is you're still here. Uh, I would have Uh, thought. You know, they actually pay me more. You don't know this. What? You get paid for this? (laughs) No. Who gets paid? No, um, I, I can't believe how great our listeners are. We've got a lot I've got of to be honest. Right. Okay. We've got our, our old mate, Salty. Um, yeah. And funnily enough, Salty came back uh, after this week's episode about uh, intelligence improvements. And he brought up a really interesting point on Twitter. I had wound up in a discussion with him about it. Yeah. Basically saying, well, you know, how partisan politics in Australia has also been a reason why our intelligence legislation is built, which mm. is true. You know, the, the Liberal Party love using it as a wedge issue. Mm. But we also had a, a one friend. There's this Loop Disconnect on Twitter, and Loop Disconnect started sending me photos of all of this equipment from Stasi, and I realised we need to talk about the Stasi. Okay. Because did you realise, here's a little fact for you, okay. did you realise at the height of communism in East Germany, mm. one in eight people either worked for or was an informant for Stasi. So break down what Stasi is for the uh, The person. secret police. Yes. Let's not let's not spoil that story, but he was sending me all of these great photos great. of Stasi equipment and also one of the things about all the little regional offices and regional intelligence services that Germany had leading up to 9-11 was mm. the fact that Stasi had all of these offices, 14 regional offices around East Germany. So they just went, let's just move into those. There was another guy, Goldio guy. Goldio guy wants us to talk about Operation Gladio. And I just went, I, I just went, I thought he was talking about Gladys Berejiklian. And I went, dude, that's not really what we talk about. And then he went, look up Operation Gladio. And I yes. did. And it's a phenomenal story about CIA overreach in Europe. But then there was Sam. Sam on Twitter, who basically said, and I love this, yeah. uh, he sent me a message and he said, can you give some advice to young people who might want to join ASIO? Like, what should they know? And <laughs> would your social media be any problem? Let me tell you something, Sam. Yeah, your social media is a problem. One of them is, if you're listening to us, ASIO is probably going to go, nope. No. We'll, well we do. We, I mean, we do do a thing on social media, don't we? I'm yeah. pretty sure we've discussed that in the, in the yeah, one year. Yeah, but what I'm going to do is I've discovered that a friend of mine mm. who has the same name, truly he has the same name as me, has started studying counterintelligence and counterterrorism at university. Wow. I want to get him on and okay. we'll look at what it's like, what you need to do to join ASIO, and I'm going to look at it from the perspective of somebody who's currently going through the education process. Because okay. you can study counterterrorism, counterespionage at university now. You don't have to join wow. an organisation to learn it. Right. Now, and, but the one warning I have, and this is really important for young mm. people, 
It's not as glamorous, as we said. It's not as glamorous, and there really isn't that much money in it. You'll make a good wage. Yeah. You'll make, you'll make more than the average public servant will. I was going to say, that it's, that- it's still a lot of money. I mean, I... It's like it's not a not the not a kick in the teeth. It's not a kick in the teeth. You're not stacking shelves at Woolies. No. Though when I first started there, I was putting files on shelves, and it felt like I was stacking shelves <laughs> at Woolies. Um, but you're not. What you're doing is you are working for the government. And though there are some highly paid public servants in Australia, mm. you, if you work for ASIO, probably won't be one of them. In fact, if you work for most intelligence organisations, money should not be your driver motivation. Well, um, I, look, and I don't think it would be. Right, I mean, for you, you it was acting. It was flex time. <laughs> I joined it was for flex theater. Time. You joined now, for, the- for the theater. I joined so I could learn how to be an actor. Now, here's the interesting thing: is this is posing a massive problem for the United States at the moment, right? Because, and this came up uh, from a case again. You threw this one to me, and I just mm. went ooh like a, a dog and a three-legged cat. Started. It's, I, I just, I just handball you all the <laughs> things I don't want to read. <laughs> <laughs> Callan. Yeah. <laughs> Callan. Basically. Right. So, uh, basically, three former US intelligence and military operatives have admitted to providing sophisticated computer hacking oh, technology yes. to the United Arab Emirates. Yeah, this is now, good. here's the thing I love about this story. Is I know. A lot of people, when they leave intelligence, because some people do stay there for their lives, it becomes mm. their their avocation, but a lot of people will spend time there, maybe 10 years, and then they'll leave. Yep. With that information, they'll go into the private sector, All right, the, what they've learned. And Raython, Thales, uh, the Rand Corp, you name it, there are a lot of ex-intelligence officers that are now working in the private sector, mm. and now they're making really big money. Yeah. So the United Arab Emirates wanted to protect itself from cyber, uh, bolster their cyber security. So they created an organization, I think called Counterpoint. Now, Counterpoint was a company that was created by the UAE, and then they started hiring ex-American intelligence officers. Now, the thing is, they are bound by US law not to give them certain pieces of technology or information. Right. Right. And that company was bound by law to do it, right? Because it was a... It was kind of like an American UAE copro. Yeah. Right. What happened was the UAE kept approaching these guys working with this company, going, Can you give us more? Can you give us more? And they kept mm. going, No, by the law, I cannot do it. So they set up a new company. The UAE set up an independent company called Dark Matter. I love these names. I They're know. So good. I know. It's so good. They set up Dark Matter and Dark Matter, these three guys have basically been arrested in the United States and charged yeah. with selling secrets to the UAE by giving them uh, cybersecurity technology and counter cyber attack technology. Yeah. So essentially, they were giving them a lot more. They were giving them sovereign information. Now, interestingly enough, the guys are Mark Bayer, Ryan, Adam, Ryan Adams. Love that name, Ryan Adams. <laughs> it's like Ryan Adams, but without the B. Yeah, sing a power ballad. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he doesn't sing power ballads. He sings power allads. Get it? <laughs> oh, yeah. that was so, good. So, such a was, I mean, and you're, you're still funny Garecki, after you. Daniel Garaki. So yeah. one was an NSA yeah. uh Operative and the other two were intelligence, military intelligence. So essentially, they've been busted. They've gone to federal court. They've done a plea deal. Essentially, the charges will be dropped if they pay all the money they earned to the United States. Right. So that's hundreds of thousands of dollars. All right. So this is an incredible thing. One of the things that is 
becoming more and more prevalent is intelligence officers, both military and civil intelligence officers, yep. when they leave, are moving into these organizations that are using this privately. Now, funnily enough, there is the great story of the consultant in government. Yep. Uh, if uh, And um, I'll just say that a certain member of my family who worked for the military and worked in defense was a left, became a consultant and went back to do pretty much exactly the same job he was doing before mm. at double the rate. So wow. private contractors just make a lot more money. Yeah, I mean, and because we we saw that with you know with a lot of the wars as well, they use like a lot of uh, private military, like military go. So you know when America when Australia says, for example, oh, we don't have that many boots on the ground, but we do. We have private yeah. contractors on the ground. Doing I'm not a sure lot if of Australia stuff. really uses private contractors. One of the things that came out of I thought there was one that we used. Afghanistan and Iraq, what really came out of Afghanistan and Iraq was how yeah. much the US relied on Australian special forces. Right. And unfortunately, that created that culture that they were rock stars. The terrible. And then yeah. we have what we, what's going on now with the war crimes in Afghanistan. Yeah. America used Blackwater. Yes, right, Blackwater, which, was, which yeah. is – and, and what I have to say – sorry, I'm just going to interrupt you here. What is so frightening about Blackwater is essentially you've got a military – group that could basically take over your own country. Like, yeah. I don't understand why this isn't frightening to anyone. <laughs> well, here's the thing. They're not in it for the money. That's the big thing. With something like Blackwater, they're not doing this for the cash. Right. They're not doing it for the power. They're doing it for the money. If you look at yes. someone like Eric Prince, and there was all the involvement with him dealing with Jared Kushner, and there's the whole – I mean – God help us with Trump. But the thing about using private contractors are mm. they are not bound by the rules of engagement. I know, but then that is kind of really scary because if yeah. someone comes in and offers them more money, they could turn on their their handler. Yeah. That is always the massive problem when it comes to money as a motivator is somebody just needs to pay you more. Now, when it comes to something like Blackwater in Iraq, it wouldn't mm. be a case of them going, screw it, let's start shooting at American troops. It would be more them turning a blind eye. Right. So, look, to sum it up, yes. uh, and this is to sum up this tiny little bite-sized episode, I would like to thank, from the bottom of my heart, all the people that are listening. Um, you're all fantastic and you're all crazy. And if ASIO find out that you're listening to us, you'll never get a job there. Oh, and honestly, I love how you like, they're your friends now. <laughs> You talk to them out. all the time. <laughs> My entire life is talking to, you know, these desperate Twitter handles. people. Twitter handles. With Twitter handles. I don't know anybody's real name, honestly. <laughs> Salty. There is a guy called Salty Sea Dog who is my friend and I, I don't even know what he looks like. Oh, I mean, I'm just happy that you've got friends and that you've found friends. You know friends. what? They're probably all ASIO officers and they're going to go, come and have a drink with us. And then I'll wind up in the back of a van with a hood over my head. And that, and wouldn't, be a, be seen again. that wouldn't be a bad thing. I'd be happy to see that. Oh, heard. look, that just reminds me of my wedding day. So, you know, lots of fun. <laughs> Great. <laughs> 